Hey, oh, everybody. Good Lord, that sounded awful. Hey, oh, everybody. This is Jordan. Welcome back to Almost Cool. Oh, man. Jordan over here. Marty in his hot boy sweater. Daddy's ready sweater over there. <laughs> I'm over here at swimming. Hot and ready. Hot and ready. Don't sue us, Little Caesars. So funny because there's this restaurant downtown. And uh, for Mardi Gras, they were... They had like a, a buffet style line, and on their all their marketing, they put hot and ready to go. <laughs> Little Caesars <laughs> sent them a cease and desist. <laughs> no way! <laughs> They're like that is our slogan. That's our shit. That's ours, bud. That's all we got. <laughs> wow. Wow, who knew Little Caesars' uh, legal team was on top of Dude, it like that? For real. For real. Come into Little Caesars. It's hot and ready. Is it good? It is hot and ready. <laughs> ready. That's what it is, boy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm really thinking the quality of pizza in Philly is like pretty average, but Little Caesars has to be my rock bottom. Oh, dude. I will say for the first like 25 seconds, Little Caesars does slap. But then... <laughs> Did you say for the first 25 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> then it gets room temp, you and you're like, oh. <laughs> and you just kind of that... chew your way through that cardboard box of pizza that is Little Caesars. Like, ew, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I definitely don't want, like, the deep dish Little was Caesars good. in the morning. The deep dish was good. <laughs> I'll give them that. They got something there. But, man. That fucking hot and ready five dollar pizza. Keep it. I don't want it. (laughs) Keep it. I don't want it. (laughs) Oh my god, dude. And we're back. Oh, and Lord. we're back, everybody. <laughs> we're back. Uh, yeah, thank you, everyone, for uh, being patient with the little hiatus. Uh, Mardi Gras season, deep in the gras, as people I hate say, including myself. <laughs> um, and so I've just been slammed with work and uh, losing my inhibitions. So it's been really nice. Um, <laughs> so I really appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, of course, you know, life gets in the way, like we always say, you know, what are you gonna no harm, do? no foul. What do you got to do? <laughs> I'm telling you, so if I'm, if I'm really out of it and groggy this, this week, um, <laughs> you know why. Um, the boy went through it. <laughs> uh, there may be some residual just nonsense still in my body right now, and I don't know. Let's leech it out. Uh, I need a hug, and... <laughs> <laughs> and a Flintstones gummy bite. <laughs> Men's daily vitamins. You Dude, know. that's Centrum Silver, boy. <laughs> I just imagine you going to like CVS and holding your arm out and just on the vitamin aisle. <laughs> all the pills are falling in the car. <laughs> 
Dude, so the gas station by my house, they don't sell Pedialyte. They sell uh, the Spanish version of Pedialyte, which is Suero Oral. And uh, yeah, so if you look in the car, there's like two empty bottles of Suero Oral just on the the front seat. I will say the pineapple one one slapped. The strawberry banana one did not slap. That tasted awful. It's not good. It's so bad. <laughs> Don't recommend. Dude, I feel like strawberry banana is one of those flavors where it's only good as a smoothie or like together. Like you need the fruit together. It, but like strawberry Agreed. banana flavored things, I think taste like death. <laughs> I think they're, they, they taste like actual throw up. It's disgusting. Yeah, like the artificial make of it. Uh. You know what? No, I like a lot of people hate grape because it t- tastes like See, cough medicine. It tastes you know? like but I love. I love it. I wouldn't even call it, it. It tastes like purple. That's what purple tastes like. Is grape? <laughs> it's like grape Jolly Ranchers or grape soda. That's purple because <laughs> grapes That's... don't taste like that. That's not what that is. No, it's not. Just like raspberry, like or blue raspberry. Yeah, that's just that's a made up thing. Oh, it tastes like blue. (laughs) Exactly, man. That's the way you would uh, say your Gatorade flavors, right? Yeah. I like like, the yellow one. I like uh, the blue one. Unless we're talking about orange, and then a black hole just spits out out of nowhere. It's like, oh, God. (laughs) You're both right. (laughs) You're (laughs) both... Get sucked into the abyss. Oh, man, that is contradiction. Oh, Lord. <laughs> also. Uh, what? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this boy is in a whirlwind of thoughts right now. I love it. Bruh. I'm going a mile a minute up here. <laughs> mile a minute? Wow, that fast, huh? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, boy. Uh, so. Uh, completely different subject change. Uh, I don't know if you've been watching this season of Euphoria on HBO. Um, I watched the last episode that was just released with Graham the other day. Uh, that's it. I gotta say, second season kind of sucked. It wasn't as good as the first one. And oh, all right, that's just a that's just a my take. It was it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was entertaining. It was fine. But the first season was so much better. Um, I hate what they did to a lot of the characters, especially young homie Cassie, because last season she actually had like kind of a personality, and in this season she's either crying naked or both in every season or every scene that she's in. (laughs) (laughs) Or both. (laughs) Or both. And it's like it's like, what are we doing here? Just reducing this girl to titties and tears, man. Like, it sucks. No, she was she was stripped of everything, man. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Oh, man. I didn't like... In the first season, I didn't really like Kat as a character. Um, but at least she had one. And this season, she yeah. was just completely just kind of... All she did all season was just go, oh, like, look to the side. <laughs> I don't know. It sucked, bro. It sucked. Dude, I kind of I kind of treat it like Game of Thrones where I'm almost proud I haven't watched it, you know. See, People I still have seen Game of Thrones. I still have not oh. watched 
Game of Thrones, and I'm on that train with you. I doubt I ever will because I don't. It's been this long. Like, what am I gonna do? You know, I miss yeah, the I, I miss the hype train. That's life sometimes, bro. That's life. It's you know, it's okay. You know, I'll, I'll <laughs> catch the next one. But while I was um, <laughs> stuffing down shrimp and couscous while watching the final, oh, sounds awesome. It was really delicious. Uh, <laughs> while watching the season finale of Euphoria. Um, I was really bored, so I decided I was going to write a book. And so I'm like actually nice. jotting things down to write a book. Um, I started two days ago after I got home. Um, so yeah, like that is okay. in the works. I think it's is an it interesting like, little story. It's going to be like a collection of short stories or like retrospective thinking or I'm thinking that. I don't want to book. I don't. So I don't want to give away too much, but um basically it's I'm <laughs> I'm trying to put myself into words here where I don't think I'm that interesting enough to have a book written about me. Don't get me wrong, I'm not <laughs> one of those people. You know? Yeah. The life and times of John Smith. Who is that? <laughs> Who cares? Uh But I think I'm going to use myself as a caricature um of a midlife or a quarter life crisis in a bar seat. And I think that's the the basis of the book and I'm really excited for it. I think That sounds beautiful. I think it could be very interesting and I don't know, I feel like I already have like eight chapters already kind of in my head already or at least the the Oh man, I just thought of another good idea. See, this is why I like being delirious sometimes <laughs> because like <laughs> Keeps you on your toes, man. Keeps like, you on your toes. Spon- You're like, oh wait, spontaneous. That sounds cool. <laughs> oh lord, write that yeah. down. Write that down. <laughs> write that down. <laughs> so yeah, that's my um, that's gonna be my next little project. Um, I'm really excited Dude, I for can't it. Wait to read it. Yeah, I don't know how long it's gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna be you know War and Peace or anything, but um, <laughs> I think I'll try my hand at the old pencil yeah you know <laughs> dude i've been i've been writing i've been writing uh like skits for a while yeah um yeah yeah just like you know like little bits probably like you know i, I like inspiration by snl and things like that mm-hmm. uh, i've always wanted to like put it to video or like act it out but i haven't gotten to that point you know i've always just been writing so i mean i need to send you a couple of them to uh i was extremely inspired by who who is it David Sedaris. Jason I picked up Sudeikis. a couple of his books. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, him too, yeah. David Sedaris. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Those names sound so similar that you could... Like, yeah, like the, the author, Sedaris. David Sedaris. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> oh, he's, uh, he writes like a collection of short stories that are just hilarious. Hell yeah. He's really satirical when he writes. You have to, I'll... Uh, I re- definitely recommend it because it is so fucking funny. He's talking about him uh, like one of his, my favorite stories is he's talking about uh, being gay, but he's referencing the school band, so everything is like an end window oh, to yeah. him being gay and playing the saxophone and like playing the kid. It's just the way he writes. <laughs> it's just it's so fucking funny. <laughs> but uh, definitely God. recommend it. That but that's my writing style. So like. With writing those uh, little skits and here and there, that's what I, I imagine them being like, more like a, 
like a personal play on on satirical issues, you know? Hell Instead yeah. of it being like a an internal thing. I like that. If that may- <laughs> Yeah, send them to me. I'd be pumped to read them. I think it would be a lot of fun. I need some uh <laughs> I need some- I almost said Jason Sudeikis again. I need some David Sedaris in my life, man. <laughs> I need some more Jason Sudeikis. I can always use some more Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway, so uh, this week. All right. Yeah. This week. Um, <laughs> this is so. <laughs> I am not on the ball, my friend. I'm sorry. Hey, dude, we're it's okay. We're powering through. <laughs> um, so all gas, no brakes. Honestly, I have zero idea what this episode is going to entail. Martin, however, is going to hit me with some fire questions that he's written down over the course of the week. Um, and we'll just see how it goes. It'll be a good time. Um. Who knows where my brain will go, and I'm excited to to venture. So it'll be fun. Yeah, this is. Uh, I took a collection of different uh, things that I've seen and read, and and I just if they sparked a thought or they had a question specifically that they were talking about that I really liked, I was like, you know, I'm gonna write that down and just have. I think there's like eight questions here, or like statements or whatever, just to think about. I think they're really cool, though. Um, Let's see. Let's just let me just pick one. Let me. Uh, uh, this one's about anxiety. A quote by David Foster Wallace is you'll stop worrying so much about what people think of you when you realize how seldom they do. Oh. Ooh. you know, and let me wow. I, I don't know. I want to kind of start this with like, Ooh. it sounds really weird. But. Is anxiety a form of selfishness? I was literally just because, thinking that. I was because, li- oh, like, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> you're, no, you're good. You're just like, no, like, we're brainstorming here. Like, be, like you know, you're just thinking about yourself in this, in, in this world of anxiety, right? Yeah. Like, you're, you know, and it's like, I don't know. Maybe there's just such a personal aspect to it where you're thinking about yourself so heavy in a scenario. At least that's what kind of my scenario or anxiety is like. I'm thinking it's like anxiety is just the fear of your pride taking a hit. Because that quote, like just hearing it one time already made me feel like a, like nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it made me feel so small. It's like, don't worry if you shit stinks. Because you ain't shit. You know, like, it's like, like, damn. Holy shit. God damn. Oh, man. Wow. Should have skipped that one. No, I love that. That's awesome. No, no, I know. I'm good. Because what's the one thing I always say about myself is that I have a serious pride issue sometimes, and like I need to take a step down every once in a while, <laughs> and that really just fucks me up. <laughs> don't worry. Well, don't yeah, don't get too wow. down in the hole because you do matter. You know, don't don't go too far. <laughs> All right, pride's built back up again. All right, cool. Yeah, like, but. <laughs> But no, dude, that's so that's so funny because how many times do we go throughout the day, like, for example, I, I will always check to see 
like if my fly is down all the time, right? Even though I know it's not, I'll be wearing fucking sweatpants with no zipper. And like I will still check every like 20 minutes just to make sure nothing's, you know, in the wind. And like for the most part, how many times do I ever notice that someone's fly is down? This is a terrible example. But like how many times do I actually give a fuck <laughs> if someone has like their pants unbuttoned, right? When you just yeah. get- like, you tell people all the time, it's like, hey, by the way, your fly's down. Haha, ha, cool. And then you move on, but when you catch yourself with it, you're like, oh my god, man, how many people saw that? What is happening? Why didn't anyone tell me about this? Like, nobody gave a shit. That's why. Like, no one gave, no, no yeah. one gave a shit. <laughs> nobody gave it, a shit. No one's looking at you with importance of making fun of you and laughing. I mean, I'm sure somebody has, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But in the France Crime Scheme of Themes, yeah, no one gave a shit. No, no one kid. gives a fuck. <laughs> oh, man. That's, I kind of fall into that with my anxiety being post-mortem, <laughs> as you will. Uh, I feel it after a circumstance. Right. <laughs> and what that, oh, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on what you just said? Give me back, Jordan. <laughs> oh, what was <laughs> I need you. I need you. <laughs> About how no one oh, gives, no one no one gives a fuck. <laughs> how did I? This was the question you asked, Barton. <laughs> I know. Holy cow! Now you, are you? You're rubbing off on me. Whatever you took, a deep crawl is going through this mic right now. <laughs> Severely post crawl, dude. Okay. The... <laughs> uh no but no i i experience anxiety after the fact of things that people just probably don't give two shits about and it's like I'm, yeah i'm making all these conspiracy theories in my head of like how they perceived it and they had no perception because they didn't give a fuck <laughs> no literally did not notice whatsoever like, like zero like <laughs> Oh my They just God, leave like man. when you leave, all they're thinking about is themselves, you know? Usually. Exactly. We're all like, up just at, like just... we're all up our own asses all the time anyway. Like we don't have time <laughs> to be thinking about <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's funky, man. That's a funky thought. It's like wow. Which at the same time it's also kind of soothing though. It's like as much as we want others, like we want to make an impression on people and we want to be remembered in some way, you know, for a good reason, you know, most of us anyways. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, it's like when we fuck up, honestly, it's not that big of a deal because odds are nobody gives a fuck unless it's recorded and on Twitter and then everybody's like, you know, <laughs> then your life's over. But then then your life's over. Yeah. <laughs> But honestly, like, I can't even really think of any one thing somebody did. Like, you know, just a passing thing. Honestly, I, I mean, to be fair, there are those circumstances where someone really fucks up bad, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess a, it's like the severity of the issue. The severity of the issue the determines how much we think about it. But like, just someone doing something embarrassing by accident, it's like, oh... That's hilarious. And then we move on. You know? Like, like yeah, last night. I don't think any. <laughs> last night, I was outside of the restaurant and I'm talking to Allison. And 
I see this guy run by, and this was the nerdiest run I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> this man had places to be, all right? Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah. where he's going, but he's getting there first. It was like... <laughs> but I, I'm just thinking, like, yeah, that made a little impression on me, but I forgot about it up until this point, you know? Like, I'm not yeah, going around yeah. to everyone saying, oh, this nerdy <laughs> motherfucker just ran by, like, looking like Phoebe from Friends in the Park. Like, all this bullshit. Like, no, literally, like, I had to really think about that that little circumstance for it to have any kind of importance in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah mo- most things are like... I mean, I guess you could say that about anything. Anything that you talk about, you're... The more you talk about it, the more weight you're putting on it. You yeah. Know? So, exactly. Dude, you know what's really, you know what's really fun though is like, you know, you're like, you know, walking in and being noticed and liked and things. Are, it's always a good feeling. But like, have you ever been somewhere <laughs> where you, everyone's so indifferent and you are in and out and no, you make no impression whatsoever? Oh, it's wonderful, dude. The fly <laughs> like on the wall, man. Plus- yeah, like a kind of a blissful feeling. It's really nice whenever you're... Oh, man. So, like, every time I'm by myself and I go to a bar and I really, like... So, I don't want to hang out with people this night. Like, in this yeah. in this example, I want to go out, but I want to go out by myself. I don't feel like going out with people. I don't feel like, you know, forcing myself to have conversations. I literally just want to go have a couple of drinks, you know do whatever around town, see the sights that I want to see. Play pinball. Yeah. Play pinball. That's all. I, dude, pinball. <laughs> That's what I want to do. And those days where I'm literally just another face in the crowd, which typically I am just another face in the crowd every day of the week anyway, right? Yeah. Um, being away from people around me that are that I'm close to and just being a random stranger who's just a part of the ambience of some place. Yep. Is a good feeling. It is really oh, nice. It's so nice. It is so nice. The best place I feel like that is the airport. I'm always like, I'm just another person here flying from one place to the other, sitting in a room amongst the chaos. Of- I've got my bagel. <laughs> I've got my earphones in. Leave me alone. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, what's up with people talking to people with headphones on? I don't know, man. I don't get it. Some people are rude. <laughs> Some people really suck. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me with another question, Marty. What we got? What we got? All right, I got you. Let's see. Um. Okay. Um. All right, all right, all right. This is a good one. Okay. What do you what do you do when the punishment far outweighs the crime? As in I took this as from a perspective of what we talk about on the show of you doing something and the way the person is react reacting to that is far beyond or overreacts to the severity in which you actually of what you actually did. Yes. So I have one example that I will keep to myself, but 
I'm thinking. <laughs> hey, everybody. No. <laughs> I'll keep that one. <laughs> no, this one's still fresh. No, that's, just, no, that's This one's still fresh. That's, no, but... I know. That's uh, just. <laughs> I have one, but I don't want to. I don't want to oh, share No, not this one. Just keeping people tuned in, baby. It's like who knows? Yeah. Maybe he'll he'll loosen up and let it fly. Uh, <laughs> but like, oh man. So I'm assuming this is like you work someplace, you steal an avocado, and then you get fired. Like the 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 crime of stealing a market price twenty five cent vegetable, or I guess a fruit. An avocado is a fruit, right? Um, right, technically, yeah. Okay, cool. A technical fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and you get fired <laughs> for taking yeah. that, that 25 cents, right? Yeah. I think that is an example of that. But in terms of relationships and and friends... Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. So... Um, when my ex-girlfriend's friend, uh, wanted to, wanted me to hook her up with my friend Ben, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I looked at her and I said, I don't think that's a good idea. And I got a stern talking to (laughs) for a solid two hours (laughs) because I wouldn't hook up two of my friends or I wouldn't set my friend up with this girl. And now I don't put that in the eyes of a crime because I think I was saving everyone a hard, (laughs) a really bad (laughs) night. But you're saying this wasn't going to work from your perspective. (laughs) Like, listen, fellas, the no, y'all will not like each other. (laughs) I know both of you. I think I have a solid sense of judgment. (laughs) I barely like this guy. The greatest advocate known to man. <laughs> you ever have a friend that you hate? Oh, man. I love to hate yeah. my friend, Ben. Love you, buddy. Um, but, like... <laughs> but, no, like... like uh, She took that as such a, a sign of disrespect and such a slap in the face, saying that, oh, I don't think she's good enough for to date my friends. I don't think she's good enough to hang out with my friends like why are you even hanging out with me if you think i'm such a piece of shit i was like i literally did not say any of this stuff why are you exploding yeah. on me i li- <laughs> all i said was you two would not be good together yeah <laughs> ta-da <laughs> invite ben she out over- no <laughs> <laughs> You think? I mean, what if she did the legwork? Would you? Would you have said, "Hey, Ben, don't do that"? Yeah, <laughs> I would have. Like, <laughs> if she went around my back and said, "Like, you know," and found a way to get him to where we were, I would have just brought him aside. I'd be like, "Hey, she's like trying to set herself up with you. I think she's awful. I know you would think she's awful." Um, just you know, saving you an awkward, <laughs> awkward conversation. I mean, feel okay. free to do what you want. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not your father. Like, you can do whatever you want. 
But I am just removing myself from any kind of blame here when this inevitably blows up in everyone's face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? No, yeah, I'm trying to think of like a specific example of hmm. I I don't know. I think okay, like one that's is like that comes to mind is with ex with ex relationships and things uh the the punishment of me being or making a decision for myself mm-hmm. uh they took it personally like let, let, let's make an example like i didn't uh want to hang out one night wasn't mentally right right and i said hey i can't do that i don't i'm not gonna be a good time uh maybe next time you know I'm, I'm, when i'm feeling a little better uh and they were like oh no that's awful you're always flaking and you're always you know i'm like well you know i'm not not flaking in the sense of you know i don't feel like it was a selfish reason i felt like i was saving them you know the drag that i thought i was gonna be you know right i'm not i'm not ready to be around people i didn't want to be around and then they made me feel bad and what i realized is like there's i feel like there's two types of people and i and i'm and i found like i kind of honed in on this aspect of people which is why i think i stay long friends with people when you do something against like if i did something to you or you know ben or grammar like one of my best friends uh the way they react is cool calm collected they don't they're understanding first and if they are or if you guys are annoyed at something that i'm doing i feel like it's a you don't make you don't like you there's not it's not in you guys to m- make me want to feel bad mm-hmm. and the other side is like with the next girlfriend of mine would make me would like make me feel bad about those things to like yeah. get me to kind of be aware and change it and i i don't know i feel like there's like there's that two sides there's like people who are just immediately like hey man it's okay you know and then like i don't know like they don't want to make you feel bad but like some people you guys tell me what I need to hear, but like your understanding first, if that makes sense. And right. your intention on telling me is not to hurt me, while the other person, the way they're reacting is hurting you because you're, it makes you feel bad about taking initiative on yourself. And that's not, I don't feel like that's appropriate. And that's kind of, it's like a lordship. It's like having control over me and like in some way. Yeah, I don't know. Make them make them feel powerful. I don't like, like think, you know what I mean. I think ah, I don't know if that is <laughs> it's no, kind of a god of illusions. <laughs> I think, but you get I it. Know, I know what you're saying. I, I'm smelling what you're stepping in, pal. Um, <laughs> the way I see that is, there are some people that when you say no to them, um, they literally take that as a personal attack on them, right? It's not a, oh, Martin said he's not feeling too well. He's not feeling very, you know, rambunctious or he's having a bad day. He needs some time to himself. It's, what did I do that you don't want to hang out with me? Like, that is the Mm -hmm. first reaction that some people feel. And, you know, that happens to everybody. Like, I've, hell, that's happened with with me whenever I've invited you out every once in a while. Like, um, yeah, where I've invited you out 
plenty of times, and sometimes you'd say, "Oh, dude, I just, I, it's not going to happen today." I'm like, "Fuck! All right, well, I guess I don't know. I guess we're not that close of friends anymore." I don't know why I thought that because then I would text you the next day and be like, "Hey, man, like, cool. Hope you feel better." And then everything was right in the world. But sometimes in the heat of the moment, it feels like, oh man, it feels like you are not interesting enough to to earn someone else's time, right? And that's a personal struggle that, I mean, I personally deal with that as well. I know lots of other people feel that way when you put yourself, especially when you're kind of awkward and shy and when you muster up the courage to put yourself out there and not saying that you get rejected, but you get, you know, a rain check or something, it feels like a rejection. And I'm saying I understand that headspace. I'm not saying it's right, but... Mm -hmm me being in that headspace sometimes as well but because there are there are countless other times where it's just like oh you feel bad dude take a couple days you know we'll reconvene later totally fine yeah it's now when people do this all the time i think that's where it gets concerning where the let's say you hang out with somebody nine times and then the tenth time you say hey like uh i just need a day to myself why the fuck don't you want to hang out with me, Martin? What did I do? Like, what happened? Is everything fine? Oh my gosh! Like, you're such, <laughs> you're such a bitch, dude. What happened? Like, no, that's uncalled for. That is rude. That's that's. It shows that you literally just want people around you. You don't necessarily care if they're having a solid time, as long as you are getting something out of that experience. That's good enough for you, and you you're really not too worried about how other people are feeling in the moment. And I think that's the people you want to avoid, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because there are people like that I know too. And well, I don't know them anymore. So <laughs> yeah, that's just the attention seekers, attention seekers, man. That's what it is. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Some, I, yeah. I, some people thrive I on know, that just, though. It's weird. That's true. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is, and I can't control other people's uh, emotions. And and I think it is the consideration of like this experience that we're all involved in, whether it be you know text flaking on an event or something. It's like there's two sides of that every story or three sides. How many other people are involved? Right. And it's like I consider what that person's gonna feel when I respond in this way. And I don't just immediately like, man, fuck all y'all, screw you, you know. Like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I think, I mean, depending on the person, uh, I might say it out of humor, but not yeah. a like, you know, with you or something. I, you know, uh, I don't, I don't think it would have been. I think you'd have been like, ah, all right, cool, like, <laughs> oh guy. yeah, nowadays, yeah, but, uh, nowadays, absolutely. <laughs> you tell me you can't hang out, dude. I'm kind of glad. <laughs> You know, I'm, like, I'm cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on this constant, oh, like, teeter-totter of, like, want to go out as much as possible and have fun and stay at home and just play with my dog and hang out with Allison, like, at home all day. Dude, That's I'm on that yes. constant just, you know? Um, I am on that teeter-totter as well, man. The weight of... Uh... I know, like getting, I like, I like what I'm doing at work. It's just a little, 
bogging because it's computer work a little bit. Oh, it's just so fucking frustrating. But uh, <laughs> I don't like you know I've been kind of cozy, just like kind of going to work, coming home, chilling, um, doing a few things that I like to do, make music, yeah. do whatever, and then just go to sleep. And like that's it. <laughs> I don't need like I'm not in need of this uh super elaborate social life at the moment. Dude, I will say I played Mardi Gras Day like a fiddle. Like I got it done. <laughs> Dude, I I executed it <laughs> to perfection. Let me tell you about Let's my hear it. <laughs> Let me tell you about my Fat Tuesday, bro. Okay? Your fat Tuesday. Fat <laughs> Club Tuesday. going up, baby. Boy, so we were supposed to go to a wedding. At 9.30 in the morning in Jackson Square on Mardi Gras Day. Who the hell has a, who has a wedding at 9.30 a.m.? Allison's bosses, who I thought were married already, but apparently weren't. Uh, <laughs> 9.30, Jesus Christ, is it Sunday morning? <laughs> on a Tuesday morning. Uh, uh, fuck. <laughs> they really didn't want anyone there. <laughs> and it, exactly. Exactly. It worked. So I woke up at 9.30, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I looked at Allison. Yep. I said, "Hey, it's nine thirty She said, "Oh, really?" Went back to sleep. I said, "Yeah, got out of that one." <laughs> Went outside, took the dog out, played a couple couple of video games for an hour or so. Talked to uh, our friend Courtney that was staying with us for a little bit. We took a couple hours to get ready. We were going to go hit the town, hit the streets. We were out of the house by one. You know, mm. pre-gamed a little at home. Hell got, yeah. Got to the quarter. It was a good time. You know. Hell yeah. Walked, hurricanes. Doing a little. Oh, no. F- missed me with the hurricanes. Oh, boy. no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did a little bit of bar hopping. Went to go see my friend Skylar at uh, her other job at Santos, um, which is a really cool bar that I like around here. Um, ran into my work people, you know, all took a drink. We went our separate ways for a little bit because, you know, I didn't really want to hang out with them the entire day. I knew that I'd catch yeah. up with them eventually, but I was like, hey, shot y'all. Shot in a drink is nice, yeah. Shot in a drink, saw my friend Peter dance. D- terrible dancer. Uh, let's see. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He's no Marty, that's for sure. No Marty. <laughs> Let me... Dude, the the slickest, like, getaway I've ever done in my entire life. So we're all kind of walking in one direction. And then Allison sub Allison sees someone that she knows. And I say, Okay, bye. See you later. And like just, you know, like the most faintest of goodbyes. Yeah, and then yeah. they keep walking. I turn around, I hang out with them for a little bit. We ended up go getting like we go explore Jackson Square eventually. Um and then we meet up with the work crew at like six hang out with them for like three hours you know we do the balcony thing we're throwing beads we're having a good time i'm home by 10 oh boy dude they were like all right y'all we're going out i said y'all are going out see you later dude like (laughs) i got the picture dude it was like the most jim halpert-esque like appearance (laughs) at a party i've ever done i was there for a like fashionably late left fashionably early oh man i got a couple good stories out of it took a few pictures boom in damn bed. dude that in bed oh it was glorious man it was, you were literally have, my idol right dude, now dude i couldn't oh. have done it any better <laughs> i really couldn't have. 
Oh, wow, that sounds awesome. That sounds like a dream come true, man. <laughs> and they said, what's up, Jordan? Don't you want to come out with us? I said, no. No, I don't. It's not on y'all. It's on me. And they said, okay, we get it. See that? We brought it right back around. And brought so, it like, right back around, baby. <laughs> they didn't make you feel bad for that? Not one bit, bud. They said, all right, Hell dude. yeah. We'll see you tomorrow. I said, maybe. You might. Who knows? <laughs> Depends yeah. on this recovery. <laughs> Depends on if you work, because I ain't going out after. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, Lord. It was Drink a dream Pedialyte. Oh, Define drink. I swallowed it in one fail gulp. It was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, was delicious. Doing everything to get right. Delicious, man. Uh, I drank so much water in the last two days. I feel so much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, water's the, the key ingredient to life, man. You're not wrong. If we would have tried to record this yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, if we would have tried to record this yesterday, I'm not going to lie, I would have been drooling the whole time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was so out of it. <laughs> I'm still not completely in it. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're good. I'm on, I'm on the road back, but... Oh, yesterday would have been awful. You would have you would have stopped being friends with me. <laughs> it would have been bad. That's not true. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Everyone has their episodes, you know. Oh man. There's always it's... one bad episode in the season, you know. <laughs> Especially the last episode of Euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> Looming back around. Yeah. Looming it back, baby. <laughs> All right, oh, dude. Uh, let me get let me let me drop another little bomb on you. Hell yeah. Um, this one could be quick, I guess. Uh, replacing the phrase "I'm sorry" with "thank you." Mm. So, the example they gave was like, instead of saying "I'm sorry, I'm late," say "thank you for your patience." Oh, okay, that makes it, sense. Because I was like, you "How know, do you even? How do you even say that?" <laughs> Dude, you ran over my dog. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you burned my house down, dude. Thank you. Thank you. God damn, dude. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry it's taking so long. Thank you for your patience. Honestly, you're not wrong. I do, like... You know, being in this Thank service, you for your loss. <laughs> Sorry, I said it just popped in my head. I had to say it. <laughs> Thank you for your loss. One less mouth to feed around here. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Or oh, awful, dude. I'm that's sorry. terrible. That's terrible. Oh lord. I will say, being in the service industry, like you have to, like you have to kiss ass a lot, and. Honestly, the best way is to make people feel good about themselves in their inconvenience. So the thank mm-hmm. you for your patience is like a go-to phrase of mine. Like, Typically, I try to keep any kind of negative wording out of my vernacular anyway, for the most part. You know, we all have bad episodes in a season, um, but... Whenever I'm trying to make people feel good about about a not that great situation, it's hey, thank you for being so cool with this, or hey, thank you for understanding. Not oh, I'm so sorry, please forgive me, or oh, I'm so you know like, 
Uh, that makes sense. And I do, I think that speaks volumes. And, and honestly, it does make you feel a little bit better in a bad situation as well. Because if you're making, I'm not really talking about like service industry shop anymore, but like if you're in a, a social situation where you're kind of struggling with something and you're making it feel awkward, what's the last thing you want to hear from the person that's making everything feel awkward? It's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, hey, thank you guys for like kind of <laughs> sticking around, you know, like thanks for, for <laughs> letting me Deal work with that it. out, you know, like. It yeah. honestly sounds way more genuine because I'm sorry has become such a a like fix all boy cries wolf type of phrase where bruh when people say I'm sorry, you're not fucking sorry, dude. You're just saying that to save face. Uh most of the time. And but when you hear thank you, it is a, a gratifying it's like, yeah, I really did handle that situation well. Or yeah, I handled this little this little hiccup in a not dickful way, you know? Yeah. So, I deserve this, you know? <laughs> yeah, I deserve I li- the I li- gratitude. <laughs> I like, I, yeah, I don't like putting people in a position where they feel like they have to forgive me and saying just thank you, like being grateful that they're thankful because it's like, even if they're not, they're a little snippy or like they're, un, you know, they, they're being impatient and can't wait a little bit like saying right. thank you to them and just like it doesn't put you in like oh i'm sorry and then they don't have a chance to respond it's a direct statement it's not a i'm sorry leaves a like it's really open-ended of like yeah. yeah it's like you're when you say i'm sorry it's like you're expecting the response by saying thank you it's just like that that's the conversation ender you know plus like, how many <laughs> times is like the term i'm sorry being used in in negative conversation anyway because when you're in an argument with somebody and they don't disagree with you, but they're trying to make it seem like like they're trying to be civil, it's like, I'm sorry, but you're a dumbass. Like, I'm sorry, True, but yeah. like you get that I'm sorry, but it's like, oh God, you're about to roast the fuck out of me. <laughs> like <laughs> Let me put on my tin metal guards. <laughs> it's like, no. Hey, thank you for your input. I really appreciate it. Thank you for that mm. point of view. Nobody says that in <laughs> <laughs> like if someone's if someone hit me with a thank you for your input, oh uh, dude, that'd be a way worse burn than I'm sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> that would shut me right down, dude. That would, that would shut me down. <laughs> thank you for that input. Maybe you're that so input. St- you're so stupid. <laughs> thank you for your input. Oh. Huh. It's like what? How do I? How do I even respond to that? How do I manage? How do I, how do I manage? Oh, Lord. That was quick. That was easy. Um, I do like that a lot, though. That's a. It's a good I, point. Yeah, I, I do too. Because it's like a good frame of. I think I'm more apologetic person than like the average. You know, like if I do actually do something and it inconveniences somebody i do will tend to say i'm sorry more you know just be like oh yeah. shit oh shit um so it like really like triggered to be you know it's not everything's your fault but i you know when you say i'm sorry it makes it your fault right exactly you know it's like ah oh, shit um let's see um ooh, this one's fun uh you don't hate yourself you hate the version of yourself that you've become to protect who you actually are Ooh. Oh man, the mask. I know. 
Ooh. It's kind of... You don't you hate, hate yourself. You don't hate yourself. Yep. You hate the version of yourself that you've become to protect, protect. who you actually are. That's true. And mostly, you know, I think that's that's mostly true. Um, because honestly, we do, at the end of the day, we think we're right way more than we actually are. We value ourselves. Even when those days where we don't value ourselves as much, at the end of the day, we're still doing things to our benefit and we're still doing things to to give us enjoyment and that mm-hmm. selfish state of mind, um, which is not always a bad thing. We've talked about that a million times. Like being a little selfish is actually pretty good for you every once in a while because, Absolutely. you know, it's like, I'm not going to put my hand on a burning stove just to make you laugh, to ha- make you have a good time. No, it's going to like, mm. it's going to fuck me up, you know? It's going <laughs> to fuck me up. I'd be a little selfish in this regard. Um, but that armor that we put out there and that repellent that we spray on ourselves, um, I, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I, I hate the way I, I phrase things to, to justify my actions when I know that it's going to push people away that I truly care about. I know mm-hmm. that to make myself seem... Uh, this, this reminds me of um, like my high school girlfriend, and I was about to move to college, and I knew I wanted to break up. I wanted to go to college single. I didn't want you know a person at mm-hmm. home. I wanted to go explore this new avenue of my life. And I used every excuse in the book to make it seem like I was doing this solely for the benefit of her and not for the selfishness of my own. And mm-hmm. I hated that. And I really thought I was a piece of shit for that, you know, sometime down the line. Because, mm-hmm. not going to lie, like, I kind of fucked that girl's life up for a few months, you know? I made it really hard for her. And... You know, thank you for eventually forgiving me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it's it's hard to look at yourself sometimes when you know you're being stupid just to to not to correct your actual self, right? Yeah, when you're self aware of the uh, of the things you're doing to cover up what you did. Absolutely. I totally, <laughs> I did that with uh, my ex for just, you know, just for a short period. Um, when and I feel like, you know, I've talked about many times of the, uh, when I cheated on her and things, but I, I definitely was doing things to save face for myself. And I knew friends wouldn't, you know, I'd, I'd lose friends and things like that with, yeah. with, uh, with all that. Um, which, you know, it's hard to be grateful for those situations, but I am glad that, that I had that experience yeah. um, and what that felt like for everyone and what came out of that. But, um, yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, as an internal person, I believe I'm honest. I believe I'm forward. I be- believe that I'm direct. Um, you know, sometimes I don't care enough to bring up issues and and feel like you know conversations are warranted a convers you know or uh confrontations are warranted anything else other than the in the moment um mm-hmm. 
but you know times where i like hid those things or like things came up and i knew what the right thing was to do but something in me you know the person that we're talking about protecting you wanting to save face and everyone's uh how they view you and things like gets in the way that's kind of a, it's kind of a really annoying when uh you know what the right thing to do is but you cho- choose not to for the selfish reasons of being Mm-hmm. so involved you care more about what people think of you than the ones you're at than what you're doing that's hurting someone else down the line yeah you know i like me hiding all that <laughs> stuff and trying to save face for myself ended up boil i guess getting to a boiling point where she was going to find out information about that not from me and then it you know it finally clicked in of like you know me trying to hide this really bad thing that happened uh and protecting myself is like is if it does if it didn't come from me and she heard it from elsewhere and like found out that way it would have hurt twice as more and and that's when i was playing like that's the moment of switching of okay i really don't care what people think of me i need to do the right thing yep but leading up to that every every curveball like the moment it was happening uh you know, it's like I don't. There's something in you, and like in the, each in each increment of uh, you thinking about it, or some circumstance where you're having to hide it, or you're ashamed. I'm ashamed of what's happening, so I'm trying to, like you were saying, saving your pride from earlier today. You're like, yeah, I gotta not only for the people who what they think of me, but how I think of myself because I don't, I didn't believe myself would do something like that, you know, and I kind of was ignorant to the fact. That I did, and I, I didn't. I still wasn't telling myself, like, "You are someone who is capable of that," you know. Even though I had just done it, it's like weird. You like <laughs> that person was guarding me from really connecting to that I actually did it. Yeah, and yeah. it sounds like I I am talking about those two different. I mean, it's all internal. It's all like one person. It's how I'm. I I like to. What's oh I'm sorry. What's his uh our one of our favorite uh dudes um Duncan Trussell. Mm-hmm. When he's talking about like depression and he's talking about the persona of the devil and all of that, like just that that persona of the devil is like that's you, that's who, that's like a part of you that you have to control, and you those it's like the devil and angel on your shoulder, and you know it's so much easier to listen to the devil because he's telling things that can benefit you, and then the angel's more saying like this is the right thing to do for everybody, you know it's right, it's kind of the way I th- I think about it. It's and really, I was like immature and selfish enough not to take the you know the initiative on doing the right thing, which obviously down the road, it, yeah, you're like fuck yeah, of course, like I will do the right thing. I'm not trying to hurt anybody, you know. You learned a lot through that, but it's uh, I feel like I mean, you make decisions like that every day, you know, it's, with with that kind of yeah balance, <laughs> with, you know, that or kind something. of balance. Sorry, I didn't know what else. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what the word was. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> You're good. It's it's kind of ironic too that um how what we decide will will save face with everyone. It's usually the exact opposite because generally people will respect you more for owning up to your own mistakes and seeing that personal growth and being like, "Wow, he fucked up," but you know, he he understands that he fucked up and he's moving past that fuck up. And now odds are he'll never do it again because what happens when, you know, the, like how we were talking about like hookup culture and just like that douchebaggery kind of 
culture that guys do where mm-hmm. they get gassed up for this shit, right? It's like, oh, yeah, yep. he's cheating on his girlfriend again, but we're all cool with that. And yeah, because like because everyone's cool with it that, you know, that you care about. That just makes that bad thing not as bad. Right. Or like absolutely to you anyway. It's like, oh, yeah, I only, yeah. you know, I only fucked two girls this weekend. You know, like my fucking wife has no idea about it. All my boys, they're cool. They they understand. They get it. Uh, they're not going to say a word. So what do I have to worry about? Yeah, you you're know? not losing anything on that. You're not yeah. losing anything in it. And that should be a red flag to the people that you're hanging around with in that they don't really care about you. They don't really care about your self-growth or your... They're, they're just around for the good time that you bring, right? Mm-hmm. They're just there because you are a body to fill the void of of emptiness that they feel themselves. When most of the population and the people that actually are there to that do genuinely care about you they want you to own up to your fuck ups and they want you to to admit to being wrong and to oh man that's what that's what saves the most face it's not making these excuses and trying to justify your means it's no i fucked up bad and i'm going to do what i can to fix it and I'm going to to try and be better. That's what makes people stay around you, that core group of people that you actually need in your life, not just, you know, fuel station boys that just gas you up all day. Dude, you're, yeah, it kind of makes me, you know, we, we've had a whole com- a conversation about, you know, making friends getting older, and there's a there's a drive not to because, you know, when you're when you're younger, you're, you drive to have hundreds of friends, and you want to know everybody, and, and at least yeah. I did. Uh, like I just wanted to be a part of it. I just wanted to be, make a statement or like be an entity in this thing. But uh, when you get older, yeah, you're like that. That you stop valuing people knowing you, and you or uh, people surface level knowing you. Like yeah. that. That part of you just kind of, at least for the most part. I don't know for some people it's not that way, but um, like I stopped caring about popularity and like people you know being like knowing people everywhere i went because yeah i don't like when you get older friends are friends means such a different meaning because like if you're friends with people for 10 years they they become your chosen family and like i really do value them like i see like i've been through major events in my life with them throughout the years they've known everything that i've done and they hold me accountable vice versa like they're not friends anymore, and like, like I'm okay with making friends, but I don't, you know, I maybe that's what it is. Is like you, you kind of like, oh, they're my family now. Like we've been through thick and thin. Just because I fuck up or have like an episode or do something that hurts somebody, they're in, they're out. You know, it's like yeah, they're set. So making friends is easy, but making that, which I'm really grateful that I had that kind of friendships over the years that just stuck around like that but like with uh with us saying like oh we only have a couple of friends i genuinely think that now because i'm I'm like yeah those people have showed me the light they have been there with me through thick and thin and down highs and lows and yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't classify them as a friend anymore you know like i wouldn't be like yeah i mean they're of course my friend but like 
you know, their chosen yeah. family. Their family. I don't know. <laughs> their family. Yeah. At and that it's just point. like they're there. Like, it, yeah. And it's like even that thing. It's like this. It's the feeling that I have with you because we don't see each other in person. But like in me, you know, that feeling of like, well, even if you are not liking your mom, you're like, oh, well, I love my mom. You know, yeah. like no matter what, that's the feeling I have with you and like my core people. It's like I don't. It doesn't matter. Like we can be mad at each other. We can go through great times no matter what like i'm always there's that feeling of even time like distance away from each other it's like oh no i i love that person they're like the they're family now like they've crossed yeah. that boundary of needing all of the uh like friendship need attention but i don't think what we have is needed of attention like you know to that level to keep up with each other if that makes sense right yeah so and i'm ha- i'm really grateful that we get to do this every week and catch up and goof around and yeah, keep man. our relationship alive through this but like you know, if it if we didn't start this, I feel like I'd want the I'd still feel the same way about you. Be like, exactly. oh shit, like I don't talk to him or I don't have. But I, there's that feeling in my gut that's like, no, that's family. Like, dude, like he's he's a core dude. Like, <laughs> no matter what, like <laughs> those people that stick around and and actually help build you up. I'm not trying to make like a pun or a joke or anything, but they literally build. They're a part of the framework that is you. You know, they are the. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be who I am quite literally if I had never met you because I wouldn't have had the same experiences. I wouldn't have had the same conversations. I wouldn't have had the same acceptance from other people that I've had with you and, you know, my other people in my life. And so these relationships truly have defined key aspects of my life and they've built Mm. me up to be this person that I am. Now, who you surround yourself with is on you, right? Like we said before, this is chosen family. This is this is who you decide to keep around in your life. And if you want to have, you know, that negativity and people that make you believe that you can do no wrong, it's only haltering you and you're going to have, make another house reference to, like, no good bones in there, you know? Like, it's, yeah, your foundation's going to be all wonky and it's going to collapse from under you eventually because you don't have a good support system around you and you don't have an active and actually beneficial support system. It's just like, it's like having termite damage and just people saying like, Oh yeah, well it's still up, ain't it? Like you're good. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. that's such bullshit. And you know that eventually you're going to have to fix it. But the more people tell you that it's okay, no, it's fine. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. Like it's only delaying the inevitability of absolutely of that ego death that you will one day face. <laughs> and even the people mm. with the good framework, we're all going to face that someday. We're all going to be have to stare at ourselves in the mirror for some ridiculously bad decision, or maybe not bad, but some serious personal decision. That, And what are you going to do when you have people around you that tell you, you know, yeah, fuck that bitch. Or, yeah, like, you know, you deserve yeah. better. Like, it's like, it's like, y'all, just, like, be here for me. Like, don't tell me to move <laughs> on so quickly. Don't tell me that I made the right decision without even hearing me out first, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I, it's no, tough. No, no, beautifully said. It is tough. I think, I mean, you just weed out those people super early, you know? Like, I may keep them around, but I don't value or I don't hold the weight to them as, like, I mean, it's they, easier said than done. Yeah, but yeah. easier said than yeah. Sometimes you're yeah. 
<laughs> sometimes you're uh, yeah, stuck we, with uh, some weeds, man. Sometimes. I mean, that's just how it is. <laughs> oh my god, you're making me think of uh, was it Stand by Me? Is that the the movie? Like they're all just four kids who live near each other, and that's how. Yep. It's <laughs> like why they're friends. That's why they're friends. But beautifully, beautifully said, dude. Well, you have any you. final, uh, final, final thoughts or anything? Ooh, well, let's see. Just based off of these little snippets of conversation, honestly, it's about being positive towards yourself, and it's about not so much making people comfortable but doing what you can to appreciate those around you for their attitudes towards things because it feels like every question that we've that we've answered um they all kind of ended up being how the other person reacts or in terms of the mm-hmm. how other people view something and yeah do what you have to do to to not escalate things, but at the same time, do things that you have to do to make yourself feel secure and and good about about your decision making and how mm-hmm. you perceive and how you put yourself out there into the world. Because um, if you feel good or you, you look good, you feel good, right? Yeah, yeah. Good, <laughs> you do feel all good, these play things. good, baby. Look good, feel good, play good. <laughs> Thank somebody for their patience. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, like, it is, it's real. a weird one. It's kind of <laughs> tough. I used all my good vocabulary on that last little speech. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. <laughs> I'm sounding like Doodle Bob over here, dude. Just like... <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, tell a friend. Uh, rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can. You can follow us at the podcast at Almost Cool Pod. You can follow that man over there at Jordan Hooter underscore. You can follow me at Creation underscore of Martin. And uh, we'll be back next week for more juicy, juicy topics. <laughs> I thought we were going high. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> you hit a falsetto <laughs> on me. That's what I do. I'm full of surprises. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>